Hello and welcome to another Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host Tusk, known in real life as Adam Chalk and I'm here to give my honest opinions on the things we like or dislike from all the goings on in professional wrestling from shows like WWE, Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, Impact Wrestling as well as pay-per-views, premium live events and some indie shows as well as talking about the latest news headlines doing the rounds. So why not go ahead, hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello. So Saturday night we saw the Triple H version of WWE Survivor Series War Games. Uh, And beforehand, I was really looking forward to this event because the card looked reasonably good. Uh, two war games matches that looked great on paper. I thought that we would see at least one return that didn't happen. Uh, a couple of matches really underwhelmed though for me on the night. But then we had that main event with layers of stories involved. The finish was fantastic as well. I sort of called it. Sort of. Um, well, I'm taking a win anyway. But we'll get to all that in a minute. I am a bit worried, as this is the second premium live event in a row now, where I felt more excited beforehand than I do having watched it. And that's a bad trend to get into, obviously. I know Triple H said that this is still a time of transition, uh, but I don't understand either why we can't get there faster. And I don't know if it's going to be worth getting there when we do get there. Um, Because a lot of this was pretty boring until the finishes of things. But let's get into it, shall we? Go through it. And the opening was the Women's War Games match. As Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Mia Yim and Becky Lynch took on Bailey. Dakota Kai, Io Sky, Nikki Cross, and Rare Ripley. I have to be honest, I expected a lot more out of this. I think on social media the response to this match is varied. A lot of people liked it, some didn't like it. Um, for me, there were moments that I really liked uh, like when uh, Ray Ripley was doing pull ups in the shark cage Jesus Christ and individual performances that were good but the majority of it I've got to be honest I found it really boring uh, the whole sort of announcing that the match starts after all five members of a team are in I don't know it, it takes you out of the match a little bit same for the men later um, there was a botch in there from EO Sky where she was trying to do the handstand double knee thing in the corner but she had issues holding herself up and that really took me out of the match um, I'd not I'd not be able to do that if I'm honest but uh, and I'm not really criticising her but it it didn't look great and it just made made me fall a bit flat on the 
the whole match. Uh, she did well to silence the, the booze that came with the double springboard drop kick and a moonsault from the top of the cage, which was awesome. Bailey took some really rough bumps, but I can't remember any bit of offense she did in the match, if I'm honest. I expected a lot more out of her. As for the performances I liked, I thought, again, Bianca Belair was great, um, which, again, shows she's better in the ring than she is on the microphone. Her gear looked awesome as well. Um, I believe she made the gear herself. She usually does. She looked great. Mia Yim had a brilliant night. She threw her body into everything. Uh, got herself over in my house, anyway. Nikki Cross did a very good job. Her crossbody from the top of the cage was great. Uh, I loved her character in NXT. So hopefully, it, well, it is going back to that. Uh, <clears throat> Rare Ripley looked like the biggest star out of everybody in the match. Um, she looked like she stood head and shoulders above everybody. I think she either wins the Rumble or she wins the Raw Women's title at the Rumble. And I think she goes on to main event WrestleMania one of the nights. She really impressed me here. As she has been for months now. And Becky Lynch, she looked really good as well. Just coming back off an injury. Um, and it was her that won the match after heading to the top of the cage and delivering a leg drop through a table on... Dakota Kai and Io Sky. I need much more from them as well, damage control. Or may maybe move Bailey away from them because for me it's it isn't working. Uh when they first came in they were putting themselves over as a dangerous force and they do not feel like that at all. I love Dakota Kai and Io Sky, but Dakota Kai at times looks really nervous. Um, sometimes she sort of doesn't know what she's supposed to be doing, or that's what it seems. There were a point in this match where the camera caught her, just stood there waiting for her turn to do something. Imagine being in the first few rows and seeing Dakota Kai just stood there in a War Games match. Io Sky, like I said, had that botch, but I don't think either of them has been, have been anywhere near as good as what I thought they would be on the main roster, if I'm honest. And it's diminishing Bailey's output. Um, Bailey, for me, is one of the best female wrestlers in the world, but again, she doesn't feel like that being in amongst this group. Another criticism of the War Games match, and it's the same for the men, I'm not just saying it for the women, the WCW versions, uh, which were mainly great, always felt chaotic, a bit like Blood and Guts in AEW. I'm not comparing the two really, but it should feel like 
a war zone. I don't mind sort of not missing something happening as the camera sort of cuts in between. Um, this was, and the men's match, as I said, was way too formulaic. It was, right, you two do something, everybody else stay on the side. Then the next ones come in as they lay out. It shouldn't really be like that in a War Games match. You should have chaos. You should have somebody doing something over here or Seamus beating the hell out of Jey Uso over here. And, um, I wish WWE would do that, but I don't think they ever will because they want everything to look clean and pristine. And If that's your product, that's fine. It's just not really for me. Uh, we get a backstage segment after this where Jey Uso tells Roman about what happened with Sammy and Kevin Owens on SmackDown. Roman tells Jey to just get on with his job tonight, but he wants him to go and get Sammy so he can look in Sammy's eyes and he'll know if he's lying or not. Uh, we'll get more of that in a bit. Second match was AJ Styles versus Finn Balor. And this was another match that I was really looking forward to. But, again, I've got to be honest, I felt short-changed. I'm a big fan of AJ Styles. have been since I first saw him in TNA. Um, not quite there with Finn Balor, but I, I like his work. But I thought this would be great. I don't like saying this because it, it shouldn't really matter. But in a different company... And I don't just mean AEW. This would have been awesome, I think. But it was nowhere near as good as I thought it was going to be. It, it was way too long, for one. If they took five minutes off at least, then at least that would make it more watchable. Maybe that's the wrong way of putting it. It was watchable. Better, maybe, the word. Everything just felt like Oh, must mug for the hard camera, show my facial expressions more than focusing on intricate moves and getting over that way. It was a very WWE style match, let's put it that way. It was all work really well, but I want more than just worked well. Um, good to see AJ Styles finally winning a pay per view match, I suppose as he hit the phenomenal forearm, but this could have been on Raw, really. And a big tell for me is if I'm watching it and I go to grab my phone and check Twitter because I'm bored, and that's exactly what happened during this match, if I'm honest. The next match was the SmackDown Women's Championship match as Ronda Rousey took on Shotzi. And uh, what a mess this was. This should have been a five-minute bloodbath, really, especially as that is the story that we're being told leading into it. But instead, they had Shotzi pretty much take out Ronda in a in a glorified handicap really with um Shayna at ringside all felt way too fake and contrived 
really hated the dive shots he did into the crowd, taking the three people out. It was so fake, and I hate it when wrestling does this and makes itself look fake because it's not. But when you put a line of three chairs with people you've obviously taken from the performance centre and sit them in a weird position, and I'm sorry, it's it's crap. I hate it. Uh, the botched tornado DDT on the apron looked terrible. I'm not really sure whose fault that was, but it definitely looked like Ronda got herself in the wrong position. Uh, I know it's not an easy move to take, but she didn't look like she wanted to do anything in that moment. Didn't want to take it. So just come up with something else. Uh, Ronda did get the win, though, with an armbar, but it was all bad. There are glimpses of the Ronda character that has something, uh, but way more that doesn't. I also don't know how uh, how do they get to Mania if they want to do Ronda versus Becky? Because right now that the thought of that for me is stone cold. I don't know who's next. Uh, I don't think her run since returning at the Rumble has been very good at all. She hasn't helped herself with some of the promos and looking disinterested at times. And what's next for Shotzi? Because I don't see her ever getting back to this position. Or not not for a while anyway. Yeah, not a, not a good time for either. Then we get another backstage segment when Roman calls Sammy in for the, a meeting. Sammy basically admits everything to Roman and says he didn't tell Jay the truth because he had a big match later and it's a bit of a hothead, he didn't want to distract him. Sammy tells him everything and Roman tells him to look into his eyes and tell him if he's planning to turn on them tonight in the War Games match because this is his family, this is his blood. Uh, Sammy says that he isn't and he's with the bloodline. They stand up, they embrace, and Roman says, let's go do it. But his face looks a bit almost like he doesn't believe Sammy. Our next match was the Triple Threat United States Championship match between Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, and Austin Theory. And this was really good. I thought all three had a really good night. The spot where Austin Theory was in the hurt lock but did the Bret Hart push back off the turnbuckle into a pin and Seth Rollins diving in to break up the pin with a frog splash looked great. The pop-up stomp onto Lashley off of uh, Theory's back was awesome. The finish was really clever as well as Seth Rollins had Austin Theory up for a falcon arrow but Bobby Lashley hit Rollins with a spear which meant Fury fell into the pin to win the match and Austin Fury is your new United States champion I have to admit when I'm wrong and I was wrong about Fury because I said his WWE career was dead a couple of weeks ago and to be honest since that night he has been really good on Raw and, and in this as well and now stands as United States champion again. I refuse to say that uh, Triple H was right for burying him. Because 
that is what he did. Unfortunately, uh, he was wrong to do that. There's other ways, but they've sort of righted the wrong, I guess. They've eventually got him to the right position. And I think he's great, Austin Fury. Uh, I remember seeing him on the indies, and you could tell he was going to be somebody that WWE would be interested in. Wasn't that high on his NXT run, um, and wasn't that high on him under Vince on the main roster. That was because of the stupid storylines he was involved in mainly, but his matches have been great. I think Seth probably, uh, going back to the main event spot, would be a good move. Um, We'll see how that goes. He's certainly one of the most talented wrestlers, I think, in WWE. So he belongs in that main event spot. But it's never really worked out whilst he's been there. Uh, The babyface... Um, champion didn't work at all. Fans quickly turned against him. The J&J security era was not the best. But with a different man booking him at the top, as a babyface, maybe. Maybe it'll be alright. <clears throat> not really sure what happens with Lashley. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. Obviously, he didn't lose this match, so maybe there's going to be a Fury versus Lashley match. Um, I think you could almost make him um, disappear for a couple of months, come back in the Rumble, and I guess they're going to go with... Um, Lesnar, Lashley one more time at Mania so have both of them enter the Rumble and get to it that way I love Lashley but I just don't see what his next steps are going to be really I hope Austin Fury has a good run with the title this time but we shall see on that one our main event was the men's war games match as the bloodline took on brawling brutes Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens. And this was one of the best storytelling matches that I've seen in a while. I'm not going to say the action was amazing, but um, the storytelling was excellent. I will say that the dynamics were wrong with the entries. I know a lot of people have said it as well. Baby faces having the advantage. Um, nine times out of ten doesn't work. They did a decent job here trying to mask it. I thought you kind of forgotten that that's the way it was. But I personally didn't like the 50 beats of the Bodron spot either. Because uh, it looked way too fake and compliant in how they got to it. The opening five minutes of the match between Butch and Jey Uso I thought was really good. Um, Everyone involved in this match, to be honest, had a really good night. Solo Sokoa once again really impressed me. He's up there with the best NXT call-ups of all time, probably along with Kevin Owens. Kind of reminds me a lot of his uncle, Umaga. 
he has those characteristics. The 1D off the top rope by the Usos was awesome. Um, I did think we'd get more interactions between Roman and Sheamus, but maybe I've kind of fantasy booked that for the Rumble being the title match. Maybe that's not the way they're going to go. Certainly looked it a couple of weeks ago. Um, but the star of the match was, of course, Sami Zayn. I love the part where Roman stopped Jimmy entering the match to help Jay and demanded Sammy went and saved him instead. Sammy saved Jay from being squashed against the cage by Ridge Holland, another guy who had a good night. A bit later, Jay hit Sammy inadvertently with a super kick. Uh, and I personally thought that would start the turn. And maybe it will in time, but on the night, it didn't go that way. And the finish was absolutely brilliant. Uh, Kevin Owens hit the stunner on Roman Reigns, and he was about to win the match. The referee counted one, two, but before he could get to three, Sammy dived in and grabbed the referee's arm, stopped the count from happening. Still hadn't touched Kevin Owens at that point. Uh, Owens sort of berates him, shouts at him, and as he shouted, Jimmy went to superkick Owens, but Owens caught his foot. Uh, Sami Zayn then low-blowed his best friend of 25 years. Roman sort of gave him a nod of approval, and Sami nails Owens with a halluva kick. And he laid him down for Jay to hit the Uso splash for the win. But we weren't finished there, because after the match... Uh, Roman embraced Sammy as he sort of accepted him into the bloodline and then the man he had issues with all along in this Jay Uso hugged and embraced Sammy as if he was his brother the Sammy Uso conversion is complete um, and this was truly incredible massive pop as well not only was this so great in the moment, but when the bloodline do eventually turn on Sammy, it's going to make it even more heartbreaking as he lays there with no one willing to help him. If ever a moment needed blood, it would be that moment as well, seeing Sammy laid in his own blood. Uh, but that's uh, for a later podcast. I'm fantasy booking again. On the subject of blood, I do hope WWE slowly brings it back in because these War Games matches would look a lot more real with the inclusion of blood. I don't want to see it all the time. It doesn't have to be in every match or on every show. Just when it's needed is what I'd say. Uh, in situations like this, it would be great. So out of the five matches, I only really like the two last matches. Um, so really I should be saying this wasn't very good, but that main event doesn't really deserve that. So I'm going to call it average with a great main event. There were bits of everything that I liked, but um, certainly the last two matches were much better. 
But that is your Survivor Series War Games review. And as always, you can tell us what you thought of the show through our Tusk Talks Wrestling Facebook page. Or follow me on Twitter. I am at AdamChalk8 on there. Find us on YouTube as well. There's a couple of videos up. I will be back tomorrow with the Monday Night Raw review. So until then, I've been Adam Chalk. Thank you for listening and I will see you next time.